Initiating update. Three, two, one, go. What is everyone? Welcome to the Nerd On Update, the weekly show where we talk about the news that excites us and answer the questions from you, the people. And since we don't do anything as far as introducing our guests, I'm Corey, Tom, Caitlin, and Josh. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who's got news? Who wants to go first? Josh? I can go. I'll go because there I think go. there's going to be a big discussion about another news topic. Um, this you think? I'm huh. pretty excited about um, a casting decision was made. Oscar Isaac was cast as Solid Snake for a Metal Gear Solid adaptation movie. Uh, not much really is known about the movie except that it is in development and it will be directed by Jordan Vote Roberts, who directed Kong Skull Island. And mm-hmm. what's kind of a, like a little fun fact about this is that Oscar Isaac in an interview uh, dreamcast himself as Solid Snake a couple of years ago. and oh. Much like Rosario Dawson and Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. And much like Simi Liu for Shang-Chi. Um, yeah. But I'm excited. Uh, the Metal Gear Solid game that was on PlayStation 1 in 1998 was one of my favorite games. Games and The bomb. My, I just, I loved it and put so much time into it. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, but yeah, next piece of news... Kaylin doesn't have anything, so nope. it's going to be Corey talking at me. <laughs> <laughs> he no. specifically said not he said, that. He said he's not going to do that to me. But um, so for me, uh, part of the DCD boy uh, and Warner crap, shill boy, um, the, uh, this big huge news came up this week. Oh, yeah. That 2021... Um, we'll see all of the Warner Brothers films uh, slate for 2021 on HBO Max. Um, this kind of follows suit of Wonder Woman. Um, and I think the positive reception that they got that Wonder Woman was going to come to HBO Max on December 25th at no additional cost of subscribers, as well as select theaters. Um, but it will be on HBO Max for a month. So it won't be on there forever and you won't be on there for free trials. So we won't see the same kind of numbers that happened with Mandalorian. Um, because a lot of people just use a free trial and they dip out. It's just kind of like the thing. It's not a, sh- a hit on anybody, but everyone knows that that's what a lot of streamers do. Um, but that being said, um, yeah. So films like uh, Tom and Jerry's animated feature film that's coming in theaters, The Suicide Squad, Dune, um, In the Heights. Uh, so uh, uh, Matrix Godzilla Force, versus Kong. Godzilla vs. Kong, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Black Messiah, Mortal Kombat. Those who wish me all these films, 17 total films. So if you think about it, it's about every three weeks you'll have a new Warner Brothers film on HBO Max um, at no additional cost to subscribers um, for a one month window. But if your state or where you're playing it, uh, no, in the US, so in your state, if they are playing theaters, uh, if they're playing movies in those theaters, you will have it for a month. Um, so I think I was, I was, I was like, Holy shit. It's a big fu- it's a big move, everyone. I think the big deal about this story is like, okay, cool, you get movies. It's like, no. Um, it's never happened before. This has never happened and it's changing the way people watch films. Uh, I think we've talked about it a lot on the updates particularly where there's been a lot of rising tides of like where does Netflix live in the world and studios owning certain theaters for exhibition and, you know, digital media versus going to the theater. And I think the overall consensus is like, you know, the convenience and option to choose is great, but nothing ever really takes away going to a theater experience. So, um, 
you know, except upon, that there aren't many people who think that way. Except, and anymore, also that unfortunately. the fact that the country does not have a handle on the current crisis, which is a pandemic. Yeah. And so the public healthy, healthy, the public safety and health of people is like always going to be a question. You yeah. know, so even I do I, think this is a nail in the coffin for theaters. Yeah. I, this is a big nail. I think this I is I think like, it's a slippery slope for sure. It's a slippery slope. And I think the tough thing is like this is so if Warner Brothers does it, it's not that Warner Brothers does it. And when one studio makes a decision, it doesn't just mean that studio made a decision. When and I'm gonna say this example, when Disney buys Marvel and says we're gonna do an Avengers movie. That doesn't just mean Disney made a Marvel Avengers movie. That means Universal is now going to try to make a monster universe. That mm-hmm. means Warner Brothers is now going to try to They're make a They're setting the curve film. with this. Right. You are creating a precedent. You're yeah. creating a, a well, habit if they did for it. the audience. Yeah. So yeah. So for me, it's not even that. It's that someone's going to try to do it and 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 do it better for themselves. And, and it, the if you look at it on paper, especially during coming out, we're going to be coming out of a somewhat recession of a lot of people being unemployed. And when you look at the cost of going to a theater for a family of four versus renting it once at home, it's, I think that theaters are going to have a hard time convincing people that going to a movie theater is a better option. Um, I know that there have been a lot of filmmakers who have been outspoken about this. A lot of filmmakers that I personally respect uh, not about this situation in general, but just as the threat of streaming and such as like things like Netflix getting uh, nominated at awards shows and stuff like that. And there's a large majority of filmmakers who believe that movie theaters are a sacred place that need our help to protect. And I think this is as as it's hard because I do understand why we're doing why HBO is doing this, because like what other option do they have? But at the same time, it is, I think it is a dangerous game to, to play. Um, it also costs companies way more money to, to distribute their film to theaters than it's it very would tricky. to be just throw it up on their streaming platform that everyone has access to at home. Um, and it's a bit, I personally am scared because, and I know I'm not alone in this group that, to say that going to a movie theater is a very magical thing. It's a very it's my favorite thing unique do. experience. And it is, it is a way to experience a film in a way that you never get to again. It, it's my, my first world problem. Most, the thing that I missed the most from 2020 was, yeah. not, is not being able to go to the movies. Like, with people is cherry on top. But even just going to the movie by myself. Like, sure. Just the, I mean, AMC, the, the, the stubs thing was yeah. one of the greatest thing that ever happened to me was being able to go see movies on a whim, uh, and like, you know, reserve my ticket, go through that. It's, it's, uh, it's like the same. I have like, it's weird. I have the same feeling about this as I do. Like when someone's like, you know, our kids or grandkids might not know what polar bears are. And you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That's um, I, oh, I'll, our kids I'll, or grandkids I'll, might not know what movie theaters are. I'll like, echo Jesus. a little bit of what Martin Scorsese kind of talked, and I think to your point of yours, like filmmakers had a lot of conversations about this, but not in this in particular. But talking about like what movie theaters are, and before 2020, it was like the quote unquote carnival, right? And it's not a bad thing, but it's like these are the event films, but small films get destroyed and they can't, they don't have a life. 
mm-hmm. where streamers are probably the best option for it. And so now the tables have all turned, and now streamers are probably going to have these big, you know, AAA films, blah, 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 temples. Um, but I kind of think in the Scorsese way where films will co- or theaters might actually, they'll dwindle in size, but I think they'll become more of these art experiences. And they the prices Maybe. might get jacked up more, probably will, just to pay for the bottom line. But it's like those kind of things where it's like, the theater going experience, I don't think will go away, but it will definitely change um, in a weird way. Um, I mean, in a here's way. what I wish had happened because um, shout out to my favorite movie theater, Small Chain, is the Lamley. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. they allowed oh, people yeah. to do was to pay them to get a code to stream the film at home. Mm. So the money oh, is still cool. going to the, the company who made the film and the Lamley is still be able to stay afloat. So with this HBO max thing, like I get that it's their streaming platform and they have to promote it, but I do wish they also included some sort of option where like I could go to Lemley or amc.com pay a subscription fee there and have access to stream movies at home and still support my local theater. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what I've been doing through the Lemley a few times. Um, when it's, when it's a movie that I've, I've been interested in. And the nice thing about the Lemley to Tom's point is they do, stream and promote not only local artists films but they they support independent films and they actually do throwbacks to older films yeah. mm. or foreign films that aren't released worldwide um and a big fear of mine is losing access to that kind of stuff there's yeah. nowhere else i can watch those types of films and the, uh, the, i think also the tough thing is not the tough thing but a little bit of the change is that i think the boom in drive-in theaters might might start um, I've been to a few this pandemic. That's something that I never, I didn't expect was going to be big, but I was just looking at movie theater, uh, movie. Cause I, I've been wanting to go. I was trying to be selfish and I was like, I'm going to buy a theater for 99 bucks, but California is in the shithole right now in terms of infection numbers All and that. everything's closed. So you couldn't do that 99, 147 for a new movie deal. And I was like, dude, I just want to watch Tenet, freaking A. Like, I don't care that everyone shit on it and everyone, like, talked about he can't hear it. I just wanted to watch it. And now you can watch it. And that's the thing where it's like, based on powers that be that shut things down or not shut things down, or is it safe to exhibit it? It's like, this feels like it's the quote unquote logical move, but is it right? You know, yeah. who knows? Um, but it's the a- tough thing is like, is was there a better way to go about it? Of course. And so, like, it's that's why it's like a very, it's like a bittersweet. It's a very like cool. We get to see new movies because I'm not gonna lie. Like, I was very big on like, oh my god, fucking a. Like, Dune was supposed to come out this year, and I was like so hyped for that. And then it's gonna come out next year. But now it's like at least I know when it's gonna come out. Well, I mean, so at least I can watch it Halo. some way somehow. Like, Tenet, I still can't watch it. Like until it comes out on DVD, I think that comes out in a week from now. I have not watched it, and there's no way for me to watch it. And it's like. Oh, Tom gets to lose his precious movies. It's like, yeah, it is a st- dumb small thing, but it's like, man. But right? I mean, it's There's like on the other things. side of the coin with something like this is like you have, like, as an alternate option is to wait until theaters can semi run kind of regularly. But like, even what Corey said in our digital green room of like, this is this is probably the way of life for quite some time and i think i read it i heard something on the radio where people were like there was like a scientist or something talking about how 
even when the vaccine is out and the pandemic is, quote, over, people are still going to be afraid to go out. So businesses are still going to, there is still going to be an effect on that. So the other side of the coin is like these companies that we, we see their movies, it's like from a business standpoint, it's hard to imagine them waiting. You know what I mean? Like there's like a, there's a flip side of this decision of like, well, one company or the other is going to suffer, which is, Uh, um, yeah, economically it's just like, you know, not to point any fingers or anything like that, but it's like there has not been any sense of security in how to make ourselves feel protected throughout this time. Whereas, and I always go back to like 9-11, where like now, you know, the TSA will just like screen you for no reason and then, you know, probably physically harass you and do terrible things um, and racially profile. But it's like there is that quote unquote, we've seen what it means to have total quote unquote security and protection, but we have not seen what that looks like with this situation. And I don't know if that means within theater franchises that are like, cool, we're going to create bubbles that people go into that people will drive into and it's a bubble. And now you live in that bubble and then people can slot in like food and your concessions through a window that, you know, they don't touch. And it's like, there has not been any type of infrastructure rebuilding towards that. So it's, it's that All sense where it's like, is, hmm? it's gonna go ahead and finish your thoughts. Or where, you know, as a studio that produces but doesn't distribute, it's it's very it's it's like how do we let the um exhibitors do that? And I mean, this kind of reminds me a little bit of like what DC comic books did, where they were like, if Diamond Comics isn't going to distribute the comic books, then we're gonna do, find our own way. And they found third party vendors to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, where HBO Max, uh, to me, in some sense of, again, it's nice, where it's like, the movies will all come out, but they're all going to go on theaters. They're all going to be in theaters as well, but then you still always have the option to do that. And the thing is, I think the very crazy wording is that Jason Kalar, the CEO, was like, this will just be for that year. Okay. But if it's successful, yeah, I don't think I they're going to go back. You know, so it's 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 a... You know, which I always I wish they just the only little tweak I wish is that they would allow the theaters to stream uh, the code thing. Stream the code like I can with Lemley and a lot of other films. Because it would be I mean, nice I'll tweet to, at him, man. I'll tweet at him. Say, hey man. Yeah, do it. Some Everyone tweet at it. Hashtag t- save save movie theaters. Uh just give us the option to support the theater if we wish to. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll fucking tweet at him. That him and I nice. we, we tweet at each other, baby. So that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rally and call to all the nerd on nation. Uh <laughs> Last part so of our show. Part. Go ahead. The last part of our show is in which we answer questions from you, the audience. And if you would like to submit questions, you can send them over to questions at nerdon.tv. You can also go to nerdon.tv backslash questions. And uh, our Discord is pretty active. Nerdon nerdon.tv backslash Discord. <laughs> there are channels there that you can submit questions as well. Um, we love answering your questions, so please do send them in. Um, and we like to have a lot of questions and your questions can be about, oh, I'm sorry. Very important detail. If you are a member of the nerd on nation, you know what you get? You get a nerd on nudge. You get to have your question answered first, but your questions can be anything like Brad asks, do you have any go-to holiday time video games? Hmm. Oh, nice. The old Republic. Hmm. It's Is a comfy that, game because there's so much shit going on. Like new games for me, 
during the holidays are not really an option. Um, and so being able to play that, and now you, you can do Knights of the Old Republic on your phone. So no matter where wow. I'm at, uh, I think they did it like five years ago that they, they released on iOS. Uh, so anywhere I'm at, I can just drop in it. And I've played that game probably more times than any other game, including Halo, which I've played a ton of times. But it's just, it's one of those games that I can just not play for a year and jump back into an old save and know exactly where I'm at. So during a time of, you know, what would usually be traveling around to different houses, I don't know what it's going to be like this year, but traveling around to NorCal and back and stuff, it would be Knights of the Old Republic because it's just, I can drop in for 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is. And it's handy dandy on your, on your device. Board um, games, though, is Shadow Over Camelot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I can honestly say that I don't really have my my main like holiday thing would be like movies related. Um, but when it comes to like video games, it's usually whatever the hot, the hot thing that I was playing, whatever I'm playing that year or whatever. Mm. Like this year will probably either be Fallout or Cyberpunk. Um, I thought you said hot thing, not dead thing in the water. I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Kidding. But it's not dead. It's still alive. It's hard as beating. Right. <laughs> Let's look at the Twitch play base. Uh, Caitlin? Um, for me, it's going to be any type of multiplayer. Anything that's going to get me in a call with a bunch of friends and playing a game and just chatting. And um, so, I mean, lately it's been League of Legends. Because of course it has. I my passion was reignited for that a few, like a few months ago, and now it hasn't stopped. Um, but it'll be probably either be that or Overwatch or, um, yeah, any type of multiplayer. Probably some Among Us, Christmas Among Us, <sighs> murdering your friends and lying to each other. Doesn't that feel like the holidays, everyone? Not really. Merry Christmas. No. 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 Um, no. <laughs> To go go to holiday video games, yeah, fucking online buying, online shopping for friends and family is a fucking <laughs> yeah. Video if game. some people, just so you game. know, would update their wish lists on Steam, that would be great. <clears throat> Josh and Tom. Oh, okay, for sure. I'm gonna put on an uh, eighty dollar game. Okay, and <laughs> um, maybe some other ones. She got as me well. La Noire. Oh, it's been on my wish list for five years, and every time it goes on sale, I'm just like, not now. <laughs> Nice. Not now. Um, I, I might have been snooping everyone's wish lists, and y'all didn't have very much on there. So I was like, "Dang it!" I Look, Caitlin, I, I grew up fucking. List, so. I grew up broke. Okay, that you don't get to, you, you don't get to just, just. Oh, I wish this will happen. No. Well, why don't you wish a little more, and maybe more of your wishes will come true. Anyways, right? answer to answer the question, <laughs> uh, go to video game. Kind of to Josh's point, uh, I used to just watch like Simpsons, but uh, the video game. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much wherever game I, I don't I don't go back to a game sometimes unless it's a multiplayer game and I'll just play wherever the hell I feel like playing. Uh and I think last year was Pokemon or Spider Man. And so this year will be, probably be I don't know, Witcher. I just, I, I, I'm here to finish games. I'm here to finish games and, and peace out. Do you like platting games? No, uh, he has if I a, really, can, I, can I answer that for her? Why please, please. you finish games? Oh sure. It's because of his dad. His dad would not buy him new games until he finished the one he already had. Oh. So yeah, it was a it was a you want dessert, you fucking finish your peas kind of thing. I was like, all right. So you don't get to go up to your room until you drink all your water. I'm like, okay. So wow. he didn't get new games. So, he, so the Tom just finishes games before he gets new ones. Because wow. it's like you're just spending money that you haven't used in. 
you're just trying to fill a void of like loneliness that you can't really fill if you're not getting fulfilled from the game that you bought. Um, that was too deep. Don't know. It's too close to home. I mean, I have a Nintendo Switch. And I have like two dollar games. I'm like, oh, whatever. It's two dollars. You know, yeah, like but, but those triple A titles, though. Yeah, like why would I buy three seventy four dollar <laughs> games? I'm like, games. I have one. Like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, yeah. It's easier to get like smaller games that aren't seventy dollars or whatever. Yeah, I mean. And honestly, it's kind of like if I didn't buy, like, everyone's like, Tom, you could have bought this game. It would be a free upgrade for PS5. I'm like, or I could buy you a game. Like, I can just do that with that money Aww. instead of just buying something I'm not going to play for until I had the console. Um, so next question. Next question comes from Spencer. Shout out. Uh, he Spencer. asks, who is your biggest inspiration to make content? Oh, wow. Yeah, Kaylin, you want to go Great deep, question. Huh? <laughs> It's a great question. Oh, man. Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, I want to hear your first now. Do it. Do it. Do it. So, who's your biggest inspiration to be content? When I was in college. Shout out to college. No, we don't shout out college. Books, <laughs> dorms, dining hall. I, I remember all that I from when get... I went to college. I didn't get the dorm experience. I always lived off campus. Neither did I. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, was, I was working way, way, way too much. I had like three part-time jobs. I was doing way too much school. I was randomly like flying out to a convention. I had to like plan out down to the minute how much time I was going to spend on homework and at my job and be like eating and studying at the same time. So your biggest inspiration... I'm getting there. So with that, you don't have a lot of time to be social. So on those in-between moments where, you know, I actually read the rest of the chapter and I still have some meal to eat, so there's like a spare 10 to 15 minutes, I would watch Markiplier videos. Oh. Brain. And that was like how I experienced games for pretty much an entire year because he would play the scary games that I was too scared to play he blew up because and of also amnesia. had no time to play. Um, so sillyly enough, um, Markiplier is probably one of my biggest inspirations. Have you seen his uh, Vanity Fair, what he does in a day? No. You should. I think it'd be really uh, good for you. We're going to hear some typing right now. Uh, anyone else want to go next? <laughs> How about you, uh, Yeah, I can. Oh, I got a couple. Corey. I got a couple. Um, I mean, with Tom introduced me to two of my bigger content creation. So we're not talking, we're not talking like filmmaking shows, stuff like that, but with like content creation as far as like Nerd On goes. Tom introduced me to Game Grumps mm, uh, and Patrick Willems. Mm. Yeah, those are two of my favorite people whose content, uh, two sorry, two companies rather, two four three people, uh, but two two uh, channels that that whose content consistently entertains me and inspires me. And, and the thing about like with Patrick Willems is I don't agree with him wholeheartedly a lot of the time, which is which I like, but his his thesis is well thought out. It's not it's not an unfounded. Uh, idea claim and his videos are exactly um, are very uh entertaining i love the way sure, that he yeah. does the way that he formulates them 
Um, I, I related a lot to a, a mutual friend of ours, Matt Farkash, who I usually don't agree with a lot of the time, but he has a lot of thought put into his stance and his idea, and the conversations are very interesting. Some of them um, are unfounded and stupid, but shout out to you, yes. Ma- Matt. I hate you. I love you. <laughs> he was a DP of my um, film, so... <laughs> So, so those, as far as content creation and Spencer is one of them, I watch a a ton of his magic, the gathering videos and his streams are are super interesting. When I want to improve my magic, the gathering game, I look at the things he's doing in magic, the gathering at the time. Um, Wow. And we run different colors. Um, I I believe blue, he blings red. So if I'm speaking correctly and Spencer shout out to me, if I get it wrong, (laughs) let me know. But I believe a lot of the time he loves Timur, which is, uh, red, green, and blue. Uh, and I run white and blue. Yeah. But I've ran a lot of his decks that he's made uh, just because I, I enjoy his content. Um, so shout out. Oh. Um, Those are my mine. For me, uh, I really like Maddie Matheson now. Yeah. Oh, there's, I'm so shocked. You haven't brought him up at least six times. There, There's a thing that I enjoy about him is that like, he knows he's really good at what he does. And mm. so whatever quality he puts out is you're not watching it like for the smooth cuts. You're not watching it for like the best. Food. Yeah. You're watching it because you want to see this guy possibly lose his mind. Um, and there is a sense of human. It's like, I think I get from him what Twitch watchers get from who they watch on Twitch. You're yeah. just watching somebody. Yeah. Um, and he likes to break things down and take things away. And he doesn't have to be, like, he isn't stupid, but he also it doesn't have to be politically correct. As mm-hmm. in, like, he, he's not going to go and flame people that he doesn't agree with. He's probably a really loving guy, but he doesn't go he doesn't go out of his way to, like, curve how he talks and cussing yeah. and being loud and being obnoxious and stupid. But it's like, he knows that he's putting on a show. And I'm yeah. like, I really appreciate that. And then it's just that kind of, like, when you are creating something, you start looking at creators differently. You just stop looking at them like you're consuming. So you start looking like, how are they doing it? How are they making the sauce? Yeah. Um, so you, then you start appreciating what they do differently than other people who just like want to be very clear cut and all that stuff. Um, I, uh, Tom, my my grandpa told me what he got us for Christmas already, and it's a cookbook by Maddie Matheson, Homestyle oh, Cooking, and so a good. second cookbook by David Chang. Oh, David Chang. Um, his I think it's his his first big book that he wrote. Yeah. Um, it's probably for his Momofuku, but, um, that's the one. So, but so yeah, so Manny Matheson, uh, Game Grumps is, uh, someone that I really appreciate just because everyone that's like, oh, they just play video games, but like they've made a company out of it yeah. and not just one company, like several companies. Multiple. Like they have, they have a touring company, uh, for YouTubers to do this stuff. So I really appreciate that. Um, if I could just shout out, you know, rattle some off Bonsai Pop, I really like Jack Saint. I really like, um, and also to copy Corey a little bit, um, Spencer, you too. Um, I haven't really um, consumed your content that you make, but I see what you do and what you talk about and why you talk about it. And you really are trying to like create a positive world in for what you do. And I really like that where there's not a lot of people who want to be positive. There's a lot of people who just want to be smart and have that sound bite and then have it go viral on the internet. Mm-hmm. Where I mm. think the quality stuff is like what I'm saying where it's like, they're just them, and then they don't have to go out of the way to be rude and evil, but it's like you're just seeing them as a person, and you and hopefully they aggregate to you witnessing a good person. Um, so I really appreciate the people that I watch. And so. Bird Brain Podcast, another one I've 
since we've had him on the show, I've listened to a lot of his nice positive mental health. Uh, He's a fun education. dude to talk to. I get, uh, also, I guess, uh, uh, um, John August. John oh, yeah. Pod, there you go. Pod, uh, script notes. Nice. Uh, Josh, Gosh. before I just rattle off my entire playlist. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of mine have already been, I mean, these, you guys have introduced me to a lot of, a lot of who I, I watch nowadays, but I do find Game Grumps and Patrick Willems and, and those kinds of people inspiring in a sense of not just from the content that they make, but watching behind the scenes videos of just like seeing them as people, because being a content creator, it's not just about the content that is facing the world. It's like there, there's more that goes into it and there's people that go into it. And Game Grumps for me, like watching some interviews with with Aaron, it's like it's really interesting and it's inspiring to see how he runs, um, how they run that company. Um, another one is a streamer team. They're, they're kind of a team, I say this. Um, Harris Heller... He runs a YouTube channel called Alpha Gaming, but he also streams. Um, but he he got big in his own right, and he does a lot of how-to videos, like streaming videos on YouTube of like how to succeed on Twitch and how to make how to make content and that kind of stuff. And it's very very informative. And he's he doesn't really he doesn't um, sugarcoat anything. He tells it like it is, and he's like, this is not something you should do, these kinds of things. He also released like this thing that was copyright-free music for streamers that's really cool playlist yeah. on Spotify. Um, and he released that, and he's like, it's a shit show on Twitch with copyright strikes and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, use this, please. Um, but his video editor, Sam, um, became a streamer as well and became a content creator as well, and they they... They both create like how-to stuff, and I just I'm, it's really really inspiring to see the stuff that they make accessible, and they um, show you how to do these things, and like how to make a, a Logitech C920 look like a fancy camera. <laughs> I don't know what you mm-hmm. just said. The the it's the cameras that we use <laughs> for <just> streaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he shows you and breaks it down. Like this is how we get. This is how we pull off this look in our videos or our streams. And I've applied it to some of the things that we've done here of like, it's just really informative stuff. And he, he just seems like a really nice, seems like a cool guy. So Caitlin, I, I remembered that content is not specific to like video content. Cause I feel like that's most of what I take in, but sure. uh, I have to shout out Audrey helps actors. It's a podcast. It is the, like, Audrey Helps Actors and I Procrastinate. Um, Those two podcasts have completely changed my life. Nice. Um, I Procrastinate is, uh, um, it was a whole podcast on the science of procrastination. And he would have, like, um, professors and uh, doctoral students come in and talk about, like, the psychology of why you put things off or why you might hesitate about doing things. And that was a very eye-opening experience. I have, uh, that that did a lot. And then Audrey Helps Actors is like, if if someone is interested in acting, they're going to go, how do I do that? And it's like, there's not one answer. There's 
there's so much and it changes all the time. I think one of the most constant things you'll hear is that like the business has changed. It's because it never stays the same. And she has had like her podcast has told me the most about the entertainment industry as a whole, giving me so much appreciation for every aspect of it. Like, and she's very factual. She's just like, "Mm, this is how it is though. And she's so sweet. Like, ah, just, I love, I love, I love it. Nice. So nice. Last, last question comes from Wonka the wizard. So since most new movies are remakes of this, that, or the other, what movie would you guys remake and which actors slash actresses would you pick for the main roles? That's a large question. <laughs> I, got, I got one off the, off the cuff right now and it's going to kill do Corey's it, do feelings. <gasps> got you, homie. You know why? Because this is very easy. I'm not taking a classic film because it's gonna hurt in the feelings. superhero world, everything gets remade, right? We always have to have a new one. Yeah. So why wouldn't I remake X-Men? Why wouldn't yeah. I remake X-Men what oh, are you saying? Do? It hurts my feelings because I would say that. I think. I, well, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna copy paste all your shit. Oh, um, yeah. And so, well, I mean, I'll say it like this: I would remake X Men, not make it about Wolverine, not make it about Rogue, not make it about Xavier and Magneto, but make it about the mutants and how they are in society. And I would take it based off the animated series, where oh. the government has just approved the Sentinel program to send out these these giant robots or I would say let's say it like this they've sent small drones and that's going to start monitoring populated areas to see if they're immune and then mm. upon government approval they could send in uh, a giant sentinel if the occasion needs it because you can't just send out you know weapons of mass destruction for no reason so you have to just escalate it escalate it, escalate it but in nice the first film actually you would well see designed some- sentinel you would see a sentinel by the end. By the end of the first film, you would see a sentinel in action and get destroyed. But you would follow, um, um, uh, uh, Shadowcat, uh, Kitty, Kitty Pride, and she yeah. would be played by. So it should be. Uh, uh, um, he's finger Naomi, at Corey, but nothing's happening. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Aladdin, Aladdin, yeah. Uh, Naomi, I almost said Naomi Campbell. <laughs> Uh, it is, um, it is Naomi Scott. Yeah. Naomi Scott. Played play by Naomi Scott. And, uh, um, yeah. yeah fuck I, it. Tom's I'll, referencing a, a fan casting I did of the entire X-Men franchise. And oh, wow. in my mind, why not? If I'm going to do whatever they want, Sterling K. Brown as, um, as Xavier. Okay. You just Elba as Magneto. Okay. I'm, I'm into I'm that. so in. And, Take uh, my money, Tom. Right and um, uh, Javier Bardem as as Apocalypse. Um, and uh, who else can I prattle oh. off? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Javier Bardem as Apocalypse. Interesting, because uh, uh, I had Idris as I think as my Apocalypse. Oh, so good. Um, so good. Um, but yeah, so it would just be Kitty Pride navigates through her life as on her XY birthday, whatever her mutant gene activates. And then she realizes she is now part of this world of people who have been disenfranchised and she never really cared about because why would she? It doesn't affect their their rights are being, you know, uh, destroyed. Why would it affect her? But now she is a mutant. She has to then discover, you know, figure that all out. And then so Jean and Storm have to find her and then the Sentinels come out and then we get a giant fight and then it's like, welcome to the X-Men. Mm. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna take. I mean, that was gonna be my answer. So I'm just gonna go through my fan cast then. 
Yes. Do it. Except that I really love uh, your casting of of Xavier and Magneto, but I'm going to go off what my original was just for the sake of mixing it up. Uh, so I have it here in front of me. Uh, for pr- Charles Xavier, I had Mark Strong. Mm-hmm. For Magneto, mm-hmm. I had Jason Isaacs. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think he could bring a really great depth oh, to that. Uh, for Jean man. Grey, I had Annabelle Wallace. For those of you who don't know who she is, she's Grace in Peaky Blinders. Oh. Uh, she was in the new Mummy film. Um, for Cyclops, I had Jonathan Groff. Uh, Storm, uh, Naomi Harris. For those of you who don't know who she is, she was in Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Moonlight, a lot of, lot of really... Big film. She's a fantastic actress. Uh, Tom, who's my gambit? Uh, it's not Ian Summerholder. It, oh, hundred percent. Oh, hell yeah, my boy! It's Ian Summerholder. <laughs> and then uh, Alexandra oh. Daddario as Rogue. Mm. Uh, Robert Sheehan as Nightcrawler. For those of you who don't know who that is, he's from Umbrella Academy mm-hmm. and um, uh, the other the British TV show about kids with powers. Umbrella uh, Academy. No. Anyway. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I actually put Luke Evans as Wolverine just because mm-hmm. I think he could do really well. Greta Lee is Psylocke. For those of you who don't know who Greta Lee is, she was in uh, Russian Doll. She's also a Broadway, Broadway actress. Broadway. Uh, Apocalypse, Idris Elba. Iceman, Shamik Moore. Um, Jubilee is Ellen Wong. And then Bishop, I have Trevante Rhodes, who's from Moonlight. Mm. Um, uh, Beast, I have Colin Hanks. Naomi Scott is Kitty Pride. That's my Colin list. Hanks. Yeah. As wow. Beast. I think he could make a really fantastic Beast. I'd watch that. Anyway, that's my cast. Wow. Josh and I are both like, Ugh. I just don't really have, I, I, remakes are not something that I avidly S- think about. Someone's about to give you $500 million. You just have to name a movie to remake. <gasps> uh, maybe... Maybe League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Maybe that Ooh. could. Yeah. Get that your ass here. Very back good choice, back. actually. Uh, so I answer for Ali. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is legit because I think he might say this. I think he would say Avatar, The Last Airbender. Oh, but yeah. Do it right. <gasps> yeah. But do it right. Yeah. I would make each each book two films. It would be a six film trill, uh, oh. whatever that's called. Epic. I love that. Um, I have another one. If it can't last um, I mean, nobody cares about your. No, I'm just kidding. It's one. <laughs> wow, it's one. Tom, Caitlin's got to go first. I feel like I'd remake The Hobbit. <gasps> Two films with Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, have y'all seen his sketches of uh, freaking Smaug? It looks so Smaug good. And the pale orc. He has oh, sketches of pale so orc good. as well. I mean, yeah, it just. And don't frame that shit. Don't don't shoot it at fucking forty eight frames per four, second. Oh, okay, don't worry, I won't. That feels like they got the cameras for free or something, and then they're like, "But you have to shoot it this way," you know, like that stipulation. Um. Yeah, I I don't know who. I feel like I would keep. I would keep a good number of people that were there. Yeah. I don't Except think there's that wrong with the cast. Some of them have passed away. Yeah. Like big ones. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be much more difficult because some of them, I don't know how I'd replace them. But um, how do you prefer, how do you replace Christopher Lee as you don't Saruman? Well, I don't, I, I shouldn't say that. 
I know, he knew Tol- he was friends with Tolkien. That's a tough one to replace. Okay, then it's more complicated. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> he was the one who Tolkien gave him grace to play Gandalf you in the film. You make Sauron um, John Carlo Esposito because he's just a big bad villain in everything nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I don't Edward know. I'd, ha- James I'd have almost. to. I'd have to think really hard about the casting for it. Yeah, it's a tough um, one. That that's not something. Like I would be spending like weeks researching <laughs> all the options, um, but yeah, I think if I could remake something, I would remake The Hobbit. Nice, uh, Batman, um, <laughs> and uh, the villain is Clayface, and it's played by John Hamm, and uh, the Batman is played by Josh Hartnett. There you go. I'm out. Okay. That has been this week's update. Thank you so much, everybody that sent in your questions. Brad, Spencer, and Wonka, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Love those questions. Um, I do want to throw this out there. Uh, First of all, thank you so much for listening. Our last update episode of the year is going to be a mega questions episode. Uh, We will not be doing any news for that episode. We are only going to be answering questions. So please... Send in your questions, questions at nerdon.tv or go to nerdon.tv backslash questions or join that Discord that I threw out there, nerdon.tv backslash Discord and put your questions in there. Uh, Do consider joining the Nerdon Nation, nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. It does allow us to keep growing, keep creating content. Um, We dig this stuff, so all all that support helps. Uh, check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all of the links for everything that we do. Our shows are everywhere from Apple Podcasts to Spotify to iHeart, everywhere. And um, our main show, Nerd on the Podcast, every episode goes to video to YouTube. So check that out. Um, share us with your friends and family. Stop by, rate, and review. And that is it. Thank you so much. Take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always, Nerd, nerd on. on.